Hey there, fellow travelers of the Junlin Waste. Mark back here again for the Traveling the Junlin Waste podcast, the TJW podcast. It is Friday, October 14th, 2022. And I think all of us are still (laughs) reeling from this last episode of Andor that everybody watched over the last couple of days. Uh, They really, the writers, the actors, the entire team putting together Andor really stepped up to the plate this week and knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. What a heavy story that was. Uh, we finally got to see this heist that was uh, being spoken about for the last couple of episodes. Um, really a powerful, powerful episode that, that, that we had here. Um, there's just so much that could be spoken about. Just so much that, that could be mentioned about this uh, episode. But I'm just going to mention a couple points here because it's sort of difficult to do this without uh, without my partner in crime, uh, Dan, here to, to, to help me uh, move this conversation along. But uh, anywho, it, one prediction he did have <laughs> uh, certainly that, that he was mentioning to me certainly came true. That uh, the manifesto at the end of the uh, episode was going to be basically handed off to uh, Andor. And this is where he really starts feeling his pull towards being part of the, uh, the Rebel Alliance. Uh, just some things to mention about uh, this, this, this episode here. They're there on Alhani, you know, and they're preparing to do this uh to 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 stage this heist and gosh like i said just so much to to mention here and i don't know even where to begin um the stakes are pretty high and it it was very interesting to see that uh two of the characters who we had in this uh, that we've known so far which i didn't think was good or actually three of the characters uh lieutenant gorn uh the uh karis nemec as well as skeen they uh they met their demise in this uh each in a different way and each in 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 actually very being very true to their characters which was uh which was very very interesting um a couple things i just wanted to mention here you know well i can't go through every single piece in this episode because it was just so much some of the things that that stood out in my mind was really showing um really how dark the beginning of the rebel alliance was um, you're starting with all this cast of characters, these uh, eight or so rebels who are all being, uh, you know, they're they're being, uh, I guess, bankrolled by um, by bon- Mothma and as well as Luthen. And it just seems that they're, you know, at first we thought they were all in the same boat and they were all trying to do the same thing to 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 to, to steal this payroll and to be able to. Um, be able to, to to supply themselves with the means to be able to stage a, a larger rebellion. Um, Skeen was one of those characters who, uh, at the end, apparently the story that he told about uh, this brother that he had uh, really wasn't true, and that he basically was was looking out for himself. And he he won. He he offers Andor at the end of the episode to take to take the money and run. And Andor, uh, to his credit, he is. Uh, he doesn't believe that. I think that at, at, at this at, at this point, he he's he's shocked. I think a little bit, and he just wants to cut bait and run right now. He doesn't even want. He just wants what he wants. He was going to get paid for by by Luthen and just move on. Um, he doesn't want anything to do with the rebellion either. But I think he's shocked when he hears that Skeen is 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 willing to take it all, split it with him, and just go their separate ways. And I think he does have. Andrew has a a a, a real moral problem with that uh to the point where he 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 shoots another guy point blank 
Um, this is this is becoming, I think, Andor's uh, modus operandi. I mean, you don't mess with this guy. I mean, if he if he's had it with you, <laughs> it seems that he is going to um, he's gonna he's 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 gonna pull that trigger. Um, another thing, you know, speaking of uh, that, you know, the, this this mentality of of you know, no questions, shoot first and ask questions later, almost was um, was also seen a little bit. Uh, when the rebels go and they take the uh, the commandant and his family and they hold him hostage, um, I will admit that it felt a little bit weird watching that because uh, we usually feel that the rebels are. The, I mean, when we talk about the the rebel alliance and the rebellion, I mean, my first thoughts usually come to uh, that army that is in episodes four, five, and six, um, and they all appear to be. You know, they're fighting for 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 justice in the galaxy. They're fighting to free the galaxy. They're fighting. To, to go against this evil empire and it's sort of hard to imagine that uh, there was a time when the rebels first started uh, the rebellion that they were they, they it was you know it it wasn't for, for lack of a better term it wasn't all black it wasn't all white it was pretty gray where where the uh, the lines of how far are you going to take your cause uh, it was shocking in, in some sense to hear Val although very true to her character to say basically that um, you're gonna do what we tell you to do and if you don't we're gonna kill your family and that was I was like wow that is really an intense moment uh, that 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 we saw here um, another intense moment was the realization that uh, the Imperial officers realize that Lieutenant Gorn is no longer with the Empire in a sense but he's been working undercover with the rebels and he was part of this heist. Uh, he meets his demise there in the uh, in that in that area where the ship was. And uh, I, I I really wanted to get a little bit more of that character. Honestly, um, I thought it was interesting to see that he was that that here was an imperial. Tr I, I thought that maybe we'd get more of the backstory about the woman who he was in love with, and how he went from from serving the Empire to being a, uh, an inside agent for, for, for the Rebellion and for this heist in particular. Uh, a couple other things, what did I want to put here as well too? Oh, th I found it so interesting seeing the Alhanis um, who were coming for this ceremony to see the Eye, to see this cosmic, uh, this cosmic uh, experience that was going on, almost like an Aurora Borealis in, in the sky, or maybe like seeing Halley's Comet in only much more, you know, <laughs> animated. Uh, I sort of liked seeing this aspect of the planet, to see that the indigenous people who are part of this world, uh, they have their ceremonies, they have their beliefs, and they are coming together for this, uh, this, this, you know, every few years to experience the eye. Uh, it also showed as well too how the empire is is manipulating this this uh, this group of people, which really shows how how dastardly the empire is. Um, they keep talking about how you know well we're not we're, we're not taking away we will let them do what they want to do until it's no longer comfortable for us, and then we will tell them what to do. We're going to build more bases here. We're going to build more you know more stations. We're going to have more troops here. So. It, it does. It is showing the you know giving a true look at what the empire is really all about. Um, what are some other things that I wrote down here? Just very very quickly. Oh, and it was also seeing um, seeing the, uh, the 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 full escape and seeing how Andor was on his. Uh, I mean, it was great to see a ship flying off and seeing Tie fighters in pursuit uh, and seeing how they managed to get out of that situation. That was just I think just just you know 
more of like the easygoing fun star wars that we're used to of seeing uh tie fighters chasing other 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 spaceships and having a little bit of a battle in that sense um a couple other things that i want to mention was that basically oh oh i think I, one thing i did want to mention actually i was talking to uh to dan about this a little bit earlier and it just seems to me that um you know both myself and Dan have always been, I shouldn't say because I don't want to speak specifically for Dan, but for myself, uh, playing the Force Unleashed game uh, that came out a bunch of years ago um, on my uh, Xbox 360, uh, that game gave such an interesting idea of how the Rebellion started. Uh, it is a totally different story than what we get with Andor here, um, which is great. I think it's it's this is this is certainly a much more I would say deeper story that's going more into uh, the characters. I mean, it's a twelve—it's a twelve-episode series, so we're really digging into these characters really well and getting deep into them and finding out what they're really about. Um, but it's certainly a different way of of understanding how the rebellion began and how we find ourselves with the rebellion already in full force when we get to uh, episode four. Uh, but the difference that I was mentioning to, to Dan on how these two stories, and I like both stories. I mean, anybody who knows me knows that I really do enjoy the Force Unleashed story quite a bit. And I keep talking about how one day we should have a, a Force Unleashed discussion <laughs> to, to discuss that. Maybe maybe sometime after Andor is done. But um, the one thing that I, I, I said, the reason why I, I think this story is different than the Force Unleashed stories in so many ways is the fact that in the Force Unleashed, we have the Jedi and Sith in that story, while in the Andor story, we were not getting any of that, which I think is good. Um, it, I think it's good to see uh, a bit of the galaxy that has, th that we're not concentrating on the Jedi and the Sith. Now we did see the Kyber Crystal, which which I guess you could you could say is, is, is you know, is a little nod towards, you know, Jedi and Sith. But um, it's not, you don't have the Jedi and the Sith. I mean, with, with a Jedi and a Sith story, you have really you can see you know the, the the ultimate good and the ultimate evil and their battle and so forth um and andor it's it's not like that at least at this point in the story and i was i was mentioning to dan i said i i said do you think that it might be possible that by the end of the andor story that we might be seeing a a reference or maybe seeing an appearance of a jedi to basically raise up the rebellion to give them that that moral backbone that that possibly you know shows them in light of the empire so it's that idea that is the rebellion on its on itself a just rebellion which i think it is i think it is but sometimes it gets a little bit gray when you see some of the tactics that they they took in this in this episode um it definitely leaves you thinking and, and, and i think this is this is great storytelling as, as well too that you have to sit there and you have to like any good book i think or any good novel or story um it's it's not always good to just be be be, be spoon-fed like you know this is the good this is the evil it's it's good i think when you have a lot of ambiguity and you have a lot of gray area that you can sit there and think and question and go back and forth because I think that's where good storytelling um, gets you thinking. It gets you thinking and it makes you start uh, wondering about, 
you know, your own belief system in a sense of if, how would you stand if you were in that story? How would you react if you were in that situation? So I think that's good. I think that's a really nice uh, aspect of, of the show um, that they're doing for us. And I think it's going to, you know, just give a whole lot of great backstory to the Rebel Alliance and how these characters all play out as we approach, you know, we see this, you know, as sort of like the precursor to Road 1 in Episode 4. So uh, hopefully uh, you guys will get a chance to, to, to watch it. Like I said, just a couple of those things I wanted to mention. It's very difficult to try to go through an entire episode because there was just so much stuff to talk about here. And it's very <laughs> difficult to try to do a lunchtime uh, coffee break podcast like this uh, in, in, in that regard. Um, a couple other things I did want to uh, mention as well, too. Um, this is this is this is sort of funny. Uh, my my son today mentioned to me that because uh, he knows I'm a huge Knights of the Old Republic fan, he sent me a link to uh, to this article saying that Star Wars Kotar remake, a release date, and everything we know. So it's saying here that the Knights of the Old Republic, the original one that we played back in 2003 on the original Xbox, uh, we did hear about it being you know redone or, or rebooted. For the next-gen systems coming up, the new PlayStation's, the new Xbox uh, consoles, uh, I had thought I heard that it was going to that this was being put on the shelf. But according to this, uh, according to this article that, that I was I was perusing here, um, the developers at Asper Media have only stated that the game is still in the early development, so we could, could be waiting until the end of 2023, or more likely in 2024, for the game to launch. Um, I'm hoping that's what it's going to be. Uh, I would love to see a remake in a next-gen system, to see Darth Revan and Basil Ashan and all those great characters on there, Darth Malak, uh, battling it out in a next-gen system. Although I still have a sweet spot for uh, the original <laughs> game, and, and part of me I know will just be thinking, well, that's not that's not how it's supposed to look, because I'm just so used to how things were looking on an Xbox 360 or, or an Xbox original um, gameplay with with Kotar, as well as the Sith Lords. But uh, to see it, to see a next gen, you know, animation and how how these characters are playing out. Uh, in that game, I wonder if they're going to be changing up the game a little bit, or are they going to do a straight? Uh, no, way. is it going to be changing up the, the story itself? Um, that I do not know. Uh, but um, I would hope that they would stick pretty close to what the uh, what the expanded universe story is about uh, Bastila Shawn, Revan, and Darth Malak. So stay tuned for any any updates about that as well. Um, also, what else can I mention here? You know, I was looking over. I mentioned earlier that I, I, in last episode that I finally got that fantastic Boba Fett six-inch uh, figure from uh, the way he appeared in that animated uh, droids uh, show. Uh, but it also got me thinking about how there's <laughs> some other six-inch uh, Black Series figures that I'm also thinking about as well, too. Um, a couple of ones I, I'm thinking about. I may have to go and, and really pull the trigger on those uh, Obi-Wan and Vader uh, six-inch figures. Uh, that are out. I believe they're out right now. I'll have to check back. I usually check out Big Bad Toy Store for 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 my loot, but um, there was that. There was also I was I, I was gonna try to go and pick up the uh, the uh, I have a couple uh, Skywalker uh, figures. I have the uh, the Jedi Knight figure from uh, the Last Jedi as well as. Uh, Jakku Ray and uh, what was the other Ray that I had there? Oh yeah, Jedi Knight and Training Ray from from the Last Jedi. So I there's three other Ray Black Series figures that I wanted to pick up. Uh, her appearance in uh, the Last Jedi in her Island Journey, 
the uh, Rise of Skywalker with uh, the Dio droid in there, as well as the Dark Side Ray. Uh, there was also, like, I think I mentioned as well too prior to this, that uh, there was some uh, comic variations of uh, the, for, for Leia as well as uh, Darth Vader from the Infinities comic series uh, that they're going to be putting out that uh, I may have to pick up just because I, I really enjoy both those stories and to see both those figures in, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in a six-inch six uh, figure would be, uh, would be great. Um, the minibus as well too from Gentle Giant, I was also taking a look at those uh, this week as well too. Uh, I also am considering that uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Vader from the Obi-Wan Kenobi series uh, mini busts, those are just been, I, I keep going back and looking at them and they really are fantastic. So I, all this stuff definitely have to put on the, uh, the, uh, the holiday list somehow. But um, that's all for now here on the Traveling General Ways podcast. If you want to get in touch with me or have something that we wanted to discuss or if you want to get on the podcast with me, uh, give me a message at the Traveling to Gentleman Waste Facebook page. We'd love to have some more voices on the uh, on the podcast and uh, to hear more ideas. Uh, you know, conversation is what we're all about here. And of course, obviously, we can't wait to have uh, Dan rejoin us here on the podcast as as well too. It's always a, a fun time when uh, Dan and I can get behind the microphones here and be able to uh, chat about. Uh, the greatest, uh, the greatest movie franchise of of, of all time. So uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Thanks for joining me today, and we will talk to you soon. Have a good one, all. <laughs>